welcome back to The World is Noisy, God Whispers, the podcast. I am your host, Julia Monin, and author of the book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. This is the podcast for July of 2020. No, it's not. That was a test. This is the podcast for August of 2020. And of course, I could just edit that or restart because we we're just getting started, but I'm not going to. Um, so this is the podcast for August of 2020. It's actually episode 30 already. Can you believe that? And I have one question for you as we begin today. Are you worried? This is what we're talking about on the podcast today. Are you worried? We're still in the midst of this pandemic. We don't know who to believe. We're being told lots of different things. There's all sorts of different lines being drawn in the sand, all sorts of different mandates that are coming from our state or from our government. And we are going, what is happening? And my question to you is, are you worried? So with that in mind, keeping that in mind, knowing that this is where we're heading today on the show today, let's go ahead and put ourselves in the presence of God. We're going to open with scripture. This is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. It reads, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Here we have it, my friends, from the Lord Jesus himself, reminding us not to worry, reminding us that worry is silly even a waste of time, right? He specifically says, can any of you by worrying at a single hour to your span of life, this constant reminder not to worry, do not worry, I'm taking care of you, have more faith. He calls us out in this, oh, you of little faith, he calls out to us. And then he, he goes on to mention, indeed, your heavenly father knows you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So this call not to worry, and I know this this is likely not the first time you are hearing this scripture passage or being told this, that the Lord Jesus instructs us not to worry, not to be fearful, not to be afraid. And yet there is something that I feel like in all the messages, all the times I've been told this, there's something um, practical that's missing from this. And that's how do we actually go about doing that, right? 
I think maybe especially as um, as women, perhaps, you know, our minds have a hard time shutting off. And you know what? what who am I kidding? Men's do too. So this worry is not just a women's problem. It, it, it doesn't know gender, okay? So it, it comes to all of us. But we, we know we're not supposed to worry. We know what this scripture says. We know what the Lord Jesus is telling us, but we don't know how to stop. We're saying, oh my gosh, look at everything that's happening in the world today. Look at what, what, look what everything that's on the news. Look, every time I turn on the television, every time I hear something that's going on, every time I read the newspaper, it's more death, more trouble, more turmoil, more lies. How can I not be led and consumed by all of this? How can I not be led into this state of worry? I know I'm not supposed to worry. I know that's what Jesus tells me. I know I'm supposed to have faith, but how do I stop the worry? How do I, how do I stop it? And my friends, it's not as easy as just flipping a switch. And I think we have moments where perhaps um, the Lord's grace is with us in powerful ways where we believe, where we have this faith, even amidst storms, where it's like these, we're in the heart of these huge storms in our life, and yet we find that we're not worried. And yet we find that we do have the strength to keep our eyes focused on him and to not fear and to not fret. And then we have other times where it feels like it's the smallest little wind that comes and knocks us down a little bit and it throws our whole our whole world into chaos and into mess. And so we, we go through these moments perhaps sometimes where we feel like the Lord's grace is with us and other times where we just feel our own weakness. We, we feel the heaviness of our, our own weakness and our own lack of faith. Um, and so this, the practical side of this is of how do we, how do we live lives of peace? How do we live lives um, root, deeply rooted in Christ? And so that we're not led into these periods of deep worry, of deep fear. And the answer, I think the practical side of this is actually in this passage. It's actually in those words that I read to you most recently And that's what I want to focus on today, because you've been told this before, do not worry, do not be afraid. And yet, if you're like the most of us, it's how do I actually go about doing that? So how do I actually uproot this, 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 um, this tendency to worry about everything? Maybe it's the big things, like the state of our current world and what's going on right now. I'd consider that a big thing. But maybe you, you're a person too that also worries about the little things, you know, how every meal needs to be perfectly planned out and, and you're just worrying and fretting about every teeny tiny little detail of your life. And the answer, I believe, the practical side of this that perhaps you missed in the words I've read is right here in this scripture, which again, this is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Particularly here, I believe, is where our answer is. In, in 33. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. What, what do I mean by that? I mean, if we want this peace that the world cannot give us, the peace that Jesus Christ offers us, this peace that surpasses all understanding, this peace that comes not only in the absence of storms, but in the very midst of them, then this is what we need to do. We need to become people who strive first for the kingdom of God. And then we know that it's his right and his righteousness. And then we know that all these things will be given to us besides. We have to put our hearts 
on God. We have to strive first for him and for his kingdom and for his righteousness. And when our hearts are focused on what's most important, i.e. Jesus Christ, then we will find this peace that we are so desperately seeking. Then we will finally be free from our, our desires, our tendencies, our perhaps even obsessiveness, our attachment to worry. Because I know or I believe that this makes sense to you, that you understand rationally that it makes no sense to worry. That whether you worry or you don't worry, you're not changing the outcome of anything that's happening. I, I believe that you're intelligent enough to understand that that makes sense on a rational level. But I think the question we all have is how do we actually do this? How do we actually stop worrying? And like I already said, like I'm trying to point out, I believe the practical aspect of this, the practical side of this is right here hidden in this passage and not hidden right there in the midst of it. Strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And so my friends, as a sort of um, test as we go about, as a sort of how do we actually apply this to our lives, the next time... Actually, before we even go to the next time, right now, today, I want you to spend a little time in prayer. If you're somebody who's prone to worry, if you're somebody who's prone to have anxiety and anxiousness, especially now, okay, I want you to, after I you turn me off today, I want you to spend just a little bit of time in prayer, asking God to free you, to free you from this attachment to worry. So first, we're going to invite the grace of God into our lives. And then after we invite this grace into our life, we're going to expect that the Lord God is going to give it to us because he's a gracious giver. And then since we're going to expect that the Lord God is going to answer our prayers and is going to give us the grace to be set free from this worry, we know we need to cooperate with that. And so we're going to be looking for the ways that the Lord Jesus is asking us to cooperate with this grace. And so what do I mean by that? I mean, the next time worry starts to creep in, the next time worry starts to tempt you or you're even being tempted to worry, I need you to pay attention to that. I need you to take a second, recollect yourself and say, oh, here we go, and turn to God in prayer and say, I'm feeling myself wanting to worry or I already went down the rabbit hole and I've been worrying for days and didn't realize it. And I want you to invite the Lord back into that again. And then I want you to ask yourself, What's at the heart of all this worry? Have the eyes of your soul truly been focused on God and on his righteousness? Or have you moved your eyes elsewhere? And I think what will probably happen is as you learn to recollect yourself more and more, as you learn to take these moments before, during, and after and turn them into times of prayer— and cooperate with the grace that the Lord gives you to uproot this from your life once and for all, that you'll realize that what's happening when you're being swept away in these moments of deep worry and fear is that, well, one, there's probably something triggering it. And so if every time you watch the news, you only become a person of more fear and more worry, well, then the solution to that is pretty simple. Turn off the news. (laughs) Okay. And then you say, well, how am I going to know what's going on? Trust me, you'll know. Trust me, you'll know. People will tell you, you'll hear, you're you're not going to be living under a rock. So if every time you turn on the news or you read the newspaper, it triggers something and you're led down more rabbit holes and fear and worry start to consume you, well, then just simply turn it off. Okay, so 
don't trigger unnecessary triggers. That's silly. Okay. But also start to live more recollectedly. Start to spend that time before, like I said, after this podcast today, asking the Lord to come into your life, to give you this grace, to free you from this attachment to worry, and then expect that he is going to actually answer your prayers and he's going to start giving you that grace. Root yourselves in him. Live a life, a recollected life, where before, during, and after your moments of worry or fear, you're praying and you're taking them to prayer. And how else, of course, do we root ourselves in the Lord Jesus? Well, by the sacraments, the very things that the Lord Jesus gave us. So make sure you are staying connected with him in the sacrament of reconciliation, which has been always available to us. Even when there were like hard lockdowns, it was always possible, at least where I'm from, to receive the sacrament of reconciliation. There were different stipulations and different perhaps times and different ways about going about that, but you could still receive the sacrament of reconciliation. And of course, also in the Most Holy Eucharist. And if you hadn't made it back to Mass yet, you haven't been able to go back out because of the pandemic, then I totally understand that. Um, But please make sure you're making spiritual communions with great fervor. So unite yourself with Christ in the sacrament, in the sacraments, live a more, strive to live a more recollected life. And even those two things, even those few things, I believe will help you focus your mind, your heart, as some very um, gifted spiritual writers say, the eyes of your soul. It will help you focus this more and more on Christ. And When you do that, you'll become a person of deeper and deeper faith. And the result of that, my friends, is greater and greater peace. The peace, like we've already said, that the world cannot give us. The peace that can only come from Christ. The peace that is there, not in spite of the storms, but even in the midst of them. This is the peace God wants to give us. This is what he's talking about in the scripture when he, when he calls out to us and, and reminds us, do not worry. The answer, the antidote to all this worry is greater faith in me. Trust. Trust that even if this world goes to crap, <laughs> that there's more to come and that this world is not our final home. This is the faith. This is the trust. This is the peace that the, that the Lord Jesus promises us. And so let me read this scripture passage again, because it's so powerful. Again, Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? And why? Why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. 
But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Strive to live a more recollected life. Root yourself in the sacraments, particularly the sacrament of reconciliation, the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. Pray before, during, and after. Learn to set the eyes of your soul and fix them on the Lord, striving first for his kingdom and all of his righteousness, and then know that once we're able to do that, all of these things will be given to us besides. Promise of the Lord. It's a good one. So are you worried? Are you worried? And if so, what's at the heart of that? And I'm hoping I gave you some practical tools, some things to maybe think about in terms of allowing the Lord's grace to finally uproot all of this worry from your life. Okay. In my um, newest book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers, The Daily Devotional, which is just um, 366 little thoughts that I've written down over the years, one of the thoughts that's in there reads, every busy schedule needs one thing. A little wiggle room. Don't live a marginless life. Give yourself some breathing room. And so this too is a thought for all of us who are overcome with um, worry, with the fear of what's to come. Uh, A simple reminder not to be overwhelmed with all the doing and all the busyness and all the hustle, and all the bustle, which this time has kind of forced us to slow down. At least it did in the beginning. I don't really think that's the case, at least in my area, much anymore. We're kind of picking up and moving full steam again. But if worry is a problem for you, remember we talked about triggers. If you're just overly busy all the time, and you don't have time to rest, to recollect yourself, to pray, to root yourself in the sacraments, then eventually something's going to give. And it might be your psyche. (laughs) It might be the mental side of things. And if that starts to go, if you've become so physically exhausted that now your mind and your psyche can't keep up, then worry is going to enter in even, even, um, in even greater ways, but with greater ease primarily. So set yourselves up to win. Give yourself a little wiggle room, a little breathing room in your schedule. Okay. And, um, and yeah, and remember about those things that are triggering you to worry, to do your best to um, to avoid them if you can. But like I said, the peace that Christ promises us isn't peace that just all of these things go away. Well, if all of this stuff went away, well, then I'd be peaceful. No, the, pe- the peace that Christ promises us is greater than that. It's that all of this stuff can yell at me all day long, and yet I'm still filled with peace. So that's what the Lord wants from us, okay? So that's what we're striving for. I have to be honest with you for a second here. I don't know if any of this is making any sense. <laughs> and I'm talking to myself in an empty room, staring at my computer screen. So um, I can't look at your faces and be like, yeah, that's making sense. Or look at you and be like, I'm so confused. Will you please start from the beginning? So I'm just going to take a leap of faith here and trust that something I said, if you're still listening, must be sinking in. And we're going to continue. I want to close the podcast today and the podcast today with a reflection from my first book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers, Volume 1. And this is a reflection that's very early on in the book. It's on page 48, if you've got your book in front of you. It's reflection number 27, and it's called Worried 
worrying. It reads, After being on the receiving end of a few worry-filled conversations one evening, I returned home distressed. I just couldn't make sense of what I had been hearing. I guess I had no idea how many people, good church-going people, live lives of worry. I am, after all, a glass-half-full kind of a person, so I guess I was just surprised by, by how many glass-half-empty kind of people there really are. Regardless, as I returned home, I just couldn't get out of my head all that I had heard. The more I thought about what these people said, the more I realized how alone I was in my thinking. Since no one shared my optimistic, faith-filled attitude, I began wondering if maybe I was the one looking at things wrong. After all, I have been wrong once or twice before. In all seriousness, I really began to think that I was missing something, so I went to my husband for help. Do I not worry enough? I asked him after I arrived home. Everyone seems to be so worried about everything. I mean, I care about how things turn out. In fact, I care very much, but they've got me wondering, do you think my lack of worry is a sign that I don't care enough? Answering my question with a question, he said, so are you saying that you're worried about your lack of worry? He didn't have to say anything else. As soon as I, he said it out loud, I realized how silly my doubt was. Yes, his wise response reminded me that worry is not from God and that I have nothing to worry about regarding my apparent lack of it. It's a good thing I brought it up, huh? I mean, seriously, can you imagine where that train of thought could have taken me had he not shed some light on it? Oh, this has been a good reminder for me. Yes, this has reminded me that it's good to say out loud the fear and worried-filled thoughts running through our minds because some of them are just plain ridiculous. And with that being said, my friends, if you are in the midst of this worry and you are trying all of these things we talked about today, rooting yourself in the sacraments, living a more recollective life, um, watching out for the triggers and, and avoiding them when you can, and um, trying to focus the eyes of your souls more and more on Christ, and you are still struggling to uproot this worry in your life and find yourself being led down rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole, and you need somebody to talk to, please reach out to me. I am here. If you are in my area, I'm happy to sit down with you face to face. And if you are not in my area, we can communicate via email. We can communicate via phone. There's all sorts of ways we, we can communicate. And I'm happy to just be a listening ear as you say some of these things out loud, because sometimes that's all we need is we just need somebody to verbally vomit on. I'm going to title that the podcast that verbally vomit. Just kidding. I'm not going to. But sometimes we just need a listening ear. And so if you need one of those, please know I'm here for you. Reach out to me. Go to my website, theworldisnoisy.com. Um, you can find my contact info on there, or you can follow me on Facebook at Julia Monin Author. Know that I am praying for you. I humbly ask that you pray for me as well as we all continue to strive to keep the eyes of our so souls focused on the Lord as he frees us from all the unnecessary worry in our lives. So my friends, let's go ahead and close in prayer. This is the prayer that closes the, that reflection I just read to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come into my life, Lord, and fill me with your love and truth. Help me to trust in you more completely so that I can live in peaceful confidence instead of in fear-filled doubt. Show me how to worry less and trust in you more. I love you, I thank you, I praise you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.